welcome back to Moms After Bedtime. I am Brooke, and I am here with Mandy and Megan. Hey. Hi. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about overstimulation, which mm. is like something that I knew about, but I think once you become a parent, it kind of amplifies it's real. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have our expert occupational therapist, Mandy, who... <laughs> In-house. Who, yes, Mandy is our host, but also our expert host today. <laughs> um, but before we jump into that, let's do some wine and cheese. Uh, Mandy, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so my cheese this week is that on Monday, I turned dirty 30. Ooh, I... Ooh. Um, literally the day was probably one of the most boring days I've ever had this summer because it was raining and we couldn't like do anything exciting but I'm just excited to be 30 I like I think my 30s are going to be like my best decade yet like I'm I don't know so far so good here so yeah (laughs) so me too and it's been about two days but (laughs) that's good yeah yeah so far so good but like my 20s were fun you know I partied I made too many mistakes like I traveled a little bit and now not that I'm gonna stop like you know at least making mistakes and traveling I'll probably not party so much (laughs) but but yeah no um yeah and we had a nice little little like celebration with friends over the weekend that our spouse me and Shane Brooke's husband and our friend Taylor who had a baby on the highway (laughs) um we all turned 30 within like a week of each other so uh our significant others pretty convenient yeah threw us a little uh shindig and it was fun the only thing that kind of sucked is that uh that night the night before I like had the worst heartburn. I didn't feel good. I thought it was what I ate, but then I woke up like still feeling really crappy. It wasn't like a cold, like I, I was mm. sick. I just felt like, like I didn't want to like, I didn't want to drink. Like my stomach just felt like, ugh. so I didn't really drink much all day. And I mean, that was kind of the whole point of the, of the get together. So I was like the sober <laughs> Sally by the end of it when everyone else was pretty drunk and I was like, oh, I'm tired and 30 now. So I'm going to head out, but it was still yeah. fun. Uh, I was just going to say that we made one more stop after you left, and then uh, a couple of us went back to the place that we started and had dinner. So we, like, started with lunch at one restaurant, and we ended (laughs) at the same restaurant with dinner. (laughs) Yeah, I did not have enough energy for that. Also, it was – like I said, like I just didn't feel the best, so I was really sober, um, and most people were really not. So <laughs> it's never fun being the sober person surrounded by drunk people. Um, and then also, you know, the weekend before was camping, and I just really hated being away from Ren and Isla, again, especially Ren. Um, and we kind of had a little bit of a baby babysitting fiasco where uh, we had to find someone to babysit for us, and then those parents were going to come like halfway through that and take over and apparently both girls were just fussy and that just made us like feel crappy being away during that so um yeah so we kind of felt like we had to sort of rush home for that too so but in the end it was still really fun I just wish that I drank more because <laughs> I don't get a chance to do that very much anymore but it's okay uh, you got out of a good like 
out of a hangover. So yeah, that's true. I was gonna say I, then you would have you already had heartburn, then you would have been thirty with heartburn and a hangover. That's not <laughs> Seriously. <fun. laughs> I can't yeah. I can't do hangovers anymore and I get them so easily now. So remember I said like twenties are for partying? Yeah, I haven't partied in a long time. And <laughs> I don't see that happening again anytime soon. But anyways, my wine is that today we attempted our first like full family real beach day mm-hmm. since Ren's been here. We've been wanting to do it all summer. Um, Isla is pretty notorious for, I thought of the word today, <laughs> um, for not being a fan of the beach. Pretty much ever since she's been a baby, it always takes her a long time to warm up to it. Like she doesn't like the sand. She doesn't like the water. And then eventually by the time we leave, she's usually like having the time of her life. Mm-hmm. This time was that times 100. We got there the second we got there. She was in a great mood all morning. The second we got there, it wasn't even – it wasn't like tantrum-y. It was full-blown terror. Like I think mm. she died at a beach yeah. in a past life because yeah. she would not let us put her down. She would not touch the sand. She would not touch the water. Screaming like we were cutting her limbs off if we tried for a solid like 20 minutes we got everything set up like our tent and our blanket and we eventually got to the point where she would stand and play on that which she'll play barefoot at our house in the grass and on the tar and in the dirt at home um and she's been at the beach multiple times and eventually like we'll play in the sand but today she did eventually calm down but she would not leave the tent in the blanket so we had to bring like buckets of water to her (laughs) And she played and she played in the same with her hands, but she would not. So speaking of like overstimulation today, but yeah, so it was kind of a hot mess. And it was hot and we had run and rented pretty well, but still it was like hot for a baby. So yeah, we didn't stay super long, but it was like, I felt bad. We got there really early because we knew we weren't going to be there long. We wanted to beat the heat and of course, that's like we got there and it was so quiet and there was like older couples just sitting there reading <laughs> books and we come in with two screaming <laughs> children and it, like screaming, not crying, screaming. So sorry to all those tourists. I was just going to ask if you went to Wells because there usually is like old people trying to sit there and enjoy their time and <laughs> I can I picture exactly like the couple that you're probably talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I kept trying to, like, look back at them and kind of, you know, like, I thought maybe I'd get, like, a cute, like, sympathetic smile. Like, oh, we've yeah. been there. But instead, they were like, this bitch is ruining our vacation. <laughs> they were not happy, but I don't know what to tell you. Oh, get over nah. it. You're on a public yeah. beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Megan, what about you? Well, my wine is that I, if you can't tell by my voice, I've been on my deathbed for the last <laughs> week and a half. All right. Um, so we went on like our first extended family vacation with ryan's parents and sister um last week and uh he had family come up from new york that we haven't seen in a long time um and we're really close with them and so it was just like i was really excited because i just they're like the cutest little family and we just get along so well with his cousins and we have so much fun together um and ryan is literally his uncle so it's just fun to hang out with like the older version of ryan but um (laughs) so uh probably like earlier in the week after i came back from camping and stuff probably like tuesday morning i started 
I had a sore throat and I was like, damn it. And so just to be safe, I got a COVID test and it was negative. And then Eliza had been sick when Ryan was sick, like the week before. So I was like, oh, it just must be like what they have. So she actually seemed like she was better. So we're like, all right, everybody will be fine. I have a little sore throat, but no COVID. We're still going to go. So we go down there Thursday and then Thursday night, Eliza gets, or well, actually by the time we get there. So it's like lunchtime. Eliza's like so sick. And so we go to bed early, try to make her comfortable, whatever. Friday hits. I am so freaking sick. Eliza is so freaking sick. Um, And we just spend the whole entire day like in the hotel room, like in bed. Um, And then everybody went out to dinner that night and we couldn't go. We just stayed. So it was just Eliza and I. Like, pretty much the only pictures I have of our her first vacation are her and I just, like, sitting in bed watching a movie together. <laughs> um, but she was so miserable. I was so miserable. And then I've continued to be miserable. I got another COVID test that was negative. And then finally, yesterday, I tried to go to work. And then after, like, our first meeting, I just went up to my boss and was like, it's not COVID, but I feel like absolute shit. I need to go home. <laughs> and so I went home and then went, once Ryan got home later that day, I was like, honestly, I'm going to urgent care because I feel so awful and it's not, I feel worse. Like it's not getting better. So I went, they gave me some steroids. I do feel better. Um, I'm still like, can't sleep and like hacking up a lung all night, but um I don't know. Hopefully it goes away. Um, yeah. So I haven't been this sick in a really long time. And it's unfortunate that it's the start of school during COVID. Beginning of school. Yeah. Yeah. But There's so many summer colds and sickness going around. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. I actually have had some listeners like reach out to me and tell me that they've also had to be on steroids or their family went through this too my sister's so on steroids right now yeah it's uh yeah uh yeah i'm waiting for them to fully work but i actually feel like a human being and got to go to work today so that was good but so in going to work my cheese uh a lot of people would be like well, how the fuck is this your cheese but that's just the person i am uh we did a really fun team building activity today <laughs> did you yeah. Um, but it, so I was glad to be at work today. I'm actually kind of like, I'm liking the structure to like go to work and come home. Like, I think I need that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, but so we did this really fun activity where it all had to do with like your personality type. So, of course, me. I'm like, all right, which You're one? Like, I'm a red aura. My red, purple aura. <laughs> I was between two, but I went with the more purple one because I felt like that actually described me a little bit better and so we like broke into groups and had to like answer these questions and you could see like who was what personality type around the room and so like it was funny because most of the math science people were like this personality and then it was pretty much all (laughs) like there weren't many people in my group but um like more humanities (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i feel like i don't know my personality type i feel like there's never like a ton of people 
which I think is my personality type to be like, I'm different. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it was just fun. Or like a lot of people with like your personality don't go into teaching. That might <laughs> like be I don't actually. See a lot of teachers who are like, yeah, that actually like might be. And stuff like that. That might kind of be like what it is. But we got to like talk about what we need from other people and what they need from us and like strengths and weaknesses. And I don't know. And then the lady at the end was like, because it was north, south, east, west, like what personality type you are. I'm sure you could look this up online. Um, and then she was like, I bet you the only group that actually was kind of excited we were doing this today was the West people. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's actually my cheese this week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But I actually just like, I kind of was not that looking that forward to it because it was like, I have so much shit to do for my classroom, blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, I can't resist. I love a good icebreaker team building thing, which I know a lot of I'm people like, don't. But I'm because of my maternity leave, I'm coming into the school year a couple of weeks later, and I am not upset that I'm missing all the corny <laughs> icebreakers at all. We That's been my whole, like, you know, past week and a half. And mm. I, we actually, on our first day, though, did – it was two truths and a lie, but you Ugh. drew a picture of like a self-portrait and you would draw your two truths like in your portrait. So that was kind of cool because it was not just like standing up there and saying like two truths and a lie. Like you had to like incorporate it into like your picture, which kind of double sucked though because – Then you have to draw a picture. Draw. <laughs> but I mean everyone there drew like stick figures. There was no like artists or anything like that. So yeah. That's it was cool. like – I hadn't seen that one before, so. Nice. I don't know. I like that kind of stuff, but that's just me. So that's Matisse. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do icebreakers at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I've been, like, shaking this whole time for my wine and cheese. Um, I guess I'll start with my wine. So, well, they kind of go together. So. Um, I just have a lot going on in my life right now, um, and I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, <laughs> so I am just taking a step away from the podcast for a little bit, even though I love doing it, but I just need to cut back somewhere. Um, I haven't even cried podcast yet well this, <laughs> this is, is a really good way cry. this is a really way to go, good way to go out is you're putting your cry out there and i'm stepping away a little bit because i just have some stuff i have to focus on um nothing like bad just normal life stuff um so yeah that's my wine oh i'm just really proud of you for putting yourself first and that's my cheese. Doing this. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm still your thunder. Sorry. In. <laughs> sorry. Um, my cheese. <laughs> my cheese is that this that's really hard for me to uh step away from something. Um so I'm kind of proud of myself for putting myself and my family uh, first and like working on it in therapy, so I can't you know, feels good to like go to therapy and be like, "Hey, I'm," you know, setting some boundaries I did this. Like here and there just for. 
Yeah. 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 So. Good for you. A bad for us. Good hard, for you. But... <laughs> oh, I'm not planning on being gone for like forever. I'm just taking a little bit of a break to kind of like recuperate my, you know, I just like every night I have something going on and I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm neglecting other areas of my life and yeah yeah so today will be my last episode for a little bit but you need um, a sabbatical yeah I'm also proud of myself because for the first time in my life I am taking a little social media hiatus I only set a goal of like a week I still have all my apps and all my accounts I just kind of hid them on my phone and turned off all the notifications and it's been, it's day two, uh, <laughs> and I have just played a lot of crossword games on my phone. So. <laughs> I told Maybe you, you'll so. find other things to occupy your time, but then you're like, oh, I yeah. don't need this. It's a nice reset. Yeah, it kind of feels good to be, like, disconnected and, like, it's just so easy to, like, get lost in scrolling. Um, so, you know, I'm actually, like... Not that watching TV is that much better, but I'm actually, like, watching TV shows that I used to enjoy that mm-hmm. before I would just, like, scroll on TikTok for, like, three hours or whatever. So yeah. I'm, like, a little proud of myself for that, too. I'm happy for you. Uh, uh, but this um, – I feel like I was thinking about this episode about overstimulation, overstimulation, and I was thinking, like, I feel like being overwhelmed is somewhat similar. Um, So I feel like that's kind of a good lead in into talking about overstimulation. Um, And I'll hand it to you, Mandy, to tell us what that means and uh, open the discussion. All right. Uh, I'm like, Megan, I'm like, I love talking about sensory processing disorder. (laughs) But not this is a disorder, but we all have um, our nerd areas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make anybody tell me two truths and a lie. You can if you want to. <laughs> um, so I think before we want to have a discussion about it, about like overstimulation, like overwhelm for sure. That does play a huge part in it. Um, but before we dive in, like I just want to like give like an try to do like a simplified version of like what it is and like why it happens. So I'm not just like making things up. Like I am an occupational therapist. So I, I learned these things at school. I actually have a degree. This is the first time that I actually like know what I'm talking about on the podcast. So <laughs> that it's actually expertise. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically the way I always explain it to people when it comes to like sensory processing is like, obviously we all experience it. Um, but we all kind of come up with our own, we've learned like throughout our life, our own little tips and tricks to keep ourselves regulated some way or another. And we all have very different thresholds for different sensory input. So a lot of times, especially for me, when we think of overstimulation and especially as a mother, you usually think of like auditory stimulation. So noise, and then also like tactile, like touch. Um, But there's also, you know, visual, it's like all your five senses that you think of. Plus, in like the OT world, we also include two other senses, which is don't like mind the fancy words, but proprioception, which is like where your body is in space, like deep pressure, like kind of understanding that safe, like grounded feeling. 
And then also vestibular, which is like your inner ear. So like your balance, like your movement of your head in space. Um, And vestibular includes like, I always think of like spinning. Like I must be, uh, have some sensory dysregulation in my vestibular because I get motion sickness all the time. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So your inner ear, think of like if you had vertigo, it's really because there's something going on in your inner ear. Like that's your vestibular system. So that would be thrown off if you had vertigo when you're dizzy. Um, so think of like your head moving in space, like on a swing, on an amusement park ride, yeah. um, on a bike, in a car. That's your vestibular system. Whereas proprioception is more of like if you have poor proprioceptive input or proprioceptive um like responsiveness, then you're going to be probably really clumsy. You're kind of not going to know where you are in space. You're probably tripping over a lot of things, bumping into walls. Uh, Like if you're walking next to people, you're probably walking into them. Um, But yeah, so we all have these different like thresholds for all these different areas. And to be regulated, you need to kind of hit like that happy spot. So we have in the OT world, like what we call sensory seekers or sensory avoiders. So if you have a really high threshold for noise, so like your noise level, like your little bar is set high, then you're going to need a lot of noise to feel comfortable. So that's usually um, when you think of people who like always have to have um, like music playing Usually a lot of people like walk around with headphones, always having music playing or or you're humming to yourself or you're singing to yourself or like you see that a lot in children. Um, You're like making music yourself, you know, like tapping on things. You're kind of trying to beat that noise threshold. Usually you're not seeing that. Usually what you're going to see is somebody having a low threshold. And what's happening is you're hitting that threshold really fast and really quick with just a little bit of input. So if your threshold is low for auditory input, uh, like say for, if you're at school, like at our jobs, the fire alarm goes off, like you've hit that threshold and beyond. And that's over, that's way too overstimulating. That's and then everybody's you know, really... trying to get out. And then you're like, Oh, it's just a drill. Yeah. It's just a drill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but it could be like, I mean, the fire drill is really loud, but it could be something as, um, low as, um, you know, a car radio, maybe that's too loud and it's just setting you over the edge and you can't focus on where you need to go because the radio in the car is just too loud. Um, so think of that for pretty much all your sensory systems. So same thing with touch, you know, or even the proprioceptive perception area is a big one where if you have a really high threshold for that, then you're going to need a lot more touch from people. So probably your physical touch, a lot of which people, to be honest, <laughs> but you're probably also like, really into like um certain exercises like weightlifting or jumping um jumping or like Shay loves uh, the trampoline yes <laughs> she that in kids. has a higher threshold <laughs> yeah especially for kids or like needing the bear hugs or climbing on like uh equipment um like in the at the playground and things like that so for so all senses so can you be how to put this I feel like I'm very, not just pregnant, but just in general, am, like, very sensitive to smell. So there's that just me mm-hmm. and I have, like, a low threshold. Yeah. Like, I can be, like, we need to take out the trash. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll be in, like, three rooms away and no one else Because then you're it. overstimulated. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm already so, learning like- something. <laughs> <laughs> So when we're, like, regulated and we're in that happy spot where, like, all of our senses are meeting 
like those tickers that we want, Mm -hmm. like our comfort areas, then that's when our body can go into like, so this is a little science lesson. So I'm sorry if you're not like a sciencey person, but we have like our fight or flight response and then we have our rest and digest. And like, we need to be in rest and digest for us to be able to like, actually like, you know, think and like use our front brain. Like Mm -hmm. Lindsay was on, I wasn't here, but I listened Um, (laughs) where you have like, you know, like your, she, what did she call it? It was basically like, you know, your your frontal cortex where you Lizard brain. Your right? lizard the brain, li- yeah. It's the lower, yeah. Is that that's kind of like your resp- like your fight or flight response and then you have your thinking yeah. brain. So you need to be in that calm rest and digest state to be able to use your thinking brain. You need to feel safe. Hmm. Because if you feel threatened, this is exactly what she talked about with children. When you feel threatened, that part of your brain turns off mm-hmm. and you're just immediately in fight, flight or freeze. So, if your body for, in order for your body to be able to like really like think and feel safe that you're you need to be in that regulated state the second that you get dysregulated then you're going into that fight or flight response so if you think about when you do uh what was your example right there megan smell the yeah smell. yeah so like yeah. like you said like you get like annoyed like oh my god oh take that away from yeah. me. get that out of here like you immediately get like angry about it a little bit yeah. because you've gone over that threshold and now like you're into like that like immediate like fight flight freeze like I'm gonna fight this friggin' smell yeah <laughs> yeah <to> get away <laughs> from um oh when you open but- the fridge and there's like something that like a left <laughs> even if it died. smells like good to me when you open oh I like leftover smell I just want to like <laughs> murder someone barf yeah oh or that (laughs) but then you have yeah okay so that's a good example though because that's sometimes honestly how I feel personally Mm -hmm. if we're gonna bring like myself into it is that I get super overstimulated with auditory input so Mm -hmm. if it is too loud or if I'm hearing too many things at once then I feel like I want to murder somebody like that's Mm -hmm. it's exactly like fight flight or like freeze I want to fight I want to fight somebody so and then you can't think and then you can't function and then you can't like you you can't be like in a company I think of parenting mm. if I want to I'm working so hard to be like a gentle parent like do gentle parenting and follow along with you know validating all his feelings and yada 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 we talk about it all the time but if I'm overstimulated and she puts me over that edge especially like with the auditory like if she's screaming and crying Ren's crying and fucking Coco Melon is blasting in the background <laughs> plus the AC it has to be on super high because the AC is on and that starts happening it's not even like a who I need to like calm down it's an instant mm-hmm. I need to go scream myself because now I'm past like I can't I can't bring that thinking part of my brain out right. to say you need to validate her feelings you need to talk through this and pull her in the separate room because I'm immediately ready to like scream myself mm-hmm. so that's you need kind some of uh, noise canceling or noise reducing headphones. <laughs> yeah, right. The problem is, is it's not like a regular thing. It's not like a prepared thing that you can like just walk around your out. house every day at which you <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so then if you put on top of it, which relates to like what you were saying, Brooke, about like what you're going through right now, if you are already inching higher towards that like fight or flight response because you're stressed, mm-hmm. whether that's be because you're overwhelmed with one thing or another. And again, bringing myself into it, if I am in public and I see people's eyes on me, if Isla's crying, mm-hmm. that bumps my stress level. Now her noise is like, she only has like a tiny little centimeter mm-hmm. gap 
to fill that overstimulation. Whereas if I were home and it was quiet and she starts yelling and I'm already calm, then she only, she has like a mile to fill of noise before I'm overstimulated. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I think if when you're stressed out, you are already on the verge of fight or flight. So every little thing is going to put you over the edge. That's why when you're pissed off and you have a bad day, everything just seems like it's like all falling apart because like you're already already, like inching towards that fight or flight. Like if you were calm, and you got a flat tire, would you really, like, if you had nowhere to go, you weren't in a rush, like, what, it wasn't a big deal, like, oh, man, that's a bummer. But if you were, like, already late for work, your kid's crying, someone's got a runny nose, and you've just been touched out that morning, and then you get a flat tire, like, I'm going to start throwing hands. Yeah. So, it, you, it depends on what's going on in your life, too, what's going on that day, like, how soon you're going to be ticked over into that overstimulation. I, I had to be, like, my little, like, autistic advocate and like I just can't imagine that like this world is pretty much made to go against you like being like out in public anywhere I mean for people who don't know usually I could be wrong Mandy but usually autistic people have um either really high thresholds or really like low thresholds Mm -hmm. yeah but I'm thinking of it like threshold like I just picture like someone who hits the threshold as soon as they walk into like Walmart, like before they even like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's just like, I can't like pretty much the world is like made against you. You have to like, just be just the way the world functions. I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. makes me feel for people who, first of all, are already have possibly lower thresholds or higher thresholds depending, but say lower. And then also having to like find tools to help accommodate that which is Mandy's job. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But, and we all have those thresholds. It's usually just people with autism are like, those are just exacerbated. And like you talking, made me want to mention too, that you can have different like thresholds for different input. Like you could have a super low noise threshold, but you need a ton of like, like feedback of where your body is in space to feel safe, like proprioceptive input. Um, So it's not like a level bar across. I feel like this just validates like those, not necessarily those those bad days, but when things feel like too much, because I always am like, oh, am I just so stressed or like just in such a bad mood that I can't handle the smell or the noise? But no, it's because I'm actually not comfortable anymore. And I just Mm -hmm. honestly, like I feel like logically and just knowing you and being friends with you, I kind of know a little bit more about sensory stuff also it would be like in education but um not that I'm an expert by any means but I just have talked to you about it before and I never thought about it that way but it just makes it makes me feel better about the things that make me feel like ah, much overstimulated yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we all like we all have our own little everyone has a sensory quirk Like, everyone has weird little things about them they can't stand sensory-wise. But we've also, throughout our lives, like, as we've grown up and as become, like, independent adults, we've learned little tips and tricks that that regulate ourselves, even if we don't really realize that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you feel like Mm -hmm. you, um, like I mentioned earlier, if I get a little too crazy in the car, like, trying to go somewhere, like, I drive in the car, especially if I've people in the car that I want to talk to, I turn the radio off. Yep. Because I just know that that's going to make me be able to focus on where I'm driving and the conversation with them. If the radio's going, I cannot do both. And yep. I'm gonna get like I'm gonna start getting pissed off at my friends <laughs> because I'm just so overstimulated. So I'll turn the radio <laughs> off. Or even something as simple as like if you know that you're like 
so tired in the morning, you can't even function to get a coffee. That's making you more regulated. That's like turning your brain on a little bit more if you're feeling a little too slow. So we all have like little kind of tips and tricks. That I have a question. Going. Yeah. So you can have different thresholds for all your senses. The threshold for taste, does that explain picky eaters a little bit? Like you can't have yeah. too like overwhelming of tastes? Yeah. And a lot of times. Taste and texture. Uh, I noticed. I was going to say texture okay. is a huge one for picky eaters too. Okay. But yeah, and they talk about this a lot too. If you ever follow the Feeding Littles uh, account, mm-hmm. which is run by half half mm-hmm. OT as well, is that the reason that toddlers and people with autism as well usually prefer tan foods is because it's so predictable. Whereas if you eat six yep. blueberries, one of those blueberries could be sweet, one of them could be mushy, one of them could be tart, one of them could be sour. Yeah. But they're all supposed to be blueberries. They're so unpredictable, and if they do have kind of that taste issue and that texture issue then that's just like overwhelming the predictability like you said like oh walk around with noise canceling headphones on it's easier if you can predict like if we're going to go into a busy area and i know it's going to be loud then i could put you know headphones on and kind of help that but if it's i just pictured you sorry i know you're trying to make a <laughs> point but example. i literally just pictured you walking through like a city street with like your stroller <laughs> like noise canceling <laughs> Like, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I got, like, my beats on. Actually, it's kind of what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> no, but I think that's helpful to, like, recognize your thresholds. And then you can predict a little bit more. Not to say, like, to go completely, like... Well, you know what your triggers are. So you can prepare. Like, you right. you know, like, okay... To an extent, yeah. A- but I think the thing that ties us all together is that as parents, we can't really always control it. Right. Because right. like Mandy, you were saying like you're auditory. And then like, I just keep thinking of like, as a mom, you're often a lot of moms feel touched out because they're constantly being touched. And then especially mm-hmm. like if you're breastfeeding, you're literally having a human like attached to you like most hours of the day. And so like, for me, that was a big thing because then you don't like I met that threshold earlier. So like earlier, I guess, I don't know, faster, I guess, because Shay was constantly on me. And then when Shane like walks by and like slaps my butt or something, I'd be like, don't touch me. You know, like there's no threshold because I, whereas another day where you didn't feel touched out and he did that, you'd probably just like laugh it off and it would be funny, Mm -hmm. but like, it depends on the day. Yeah. And I totally feel that too. And I, and I just feel like as moms, you can't, always avoid it as much as no you can't other right. people because i can't as much as i'm like oh my little my little thing for myself is when i'm in the car wanting to talk to phil for example i'm going to turn the radio down well i can't turn my two screaming kids in the back seat down yeah. so <laughs> that's gonna be hard for me and so again if we say we went out somewhere and we left on a bad note where like maybe we're having a tantrum and then i throw them in the car and they're both screaming i'm gonna be like already losing my mind. Whereas if we just had a really awesome day and I was super calm and then they start screaming back, I'll probably going to last a good 10 minutes before I start yeah. wanting to pull my hair out. So mm-hmm. that's why it's different on every day. And that's why you're like, why am I so short tempered today? Like, why can I not stand my children today? Why can I not stand this? And it's just going to be different every day. So don't beat yourself up over it, even though I beat myself up over it. So. <laughs> that's <laughs> as I say, not as I do. Again, just so validating. Like, I think that I'm excited to do this episode because I feel like people need to hear this. 
could and know that it's not just like oh i'm so all over the place i have a short temper today and i'm calm tomorrow like it's Mm -hmm. actually like your environment and how you're feeling like physically really affects your mental state yeah so and then you can't and then you you know you can't like I said, like your thinking brain shuts down. So it's sometimes it's hard to like stop and work through some of those times. And that's when you might do something that, you know, you're not proud of. Maybe you snap at your kid. And that's why we talk so much on here. And we always get the experts and therapists on here to validate again for us that that's normal. The, the biggest part is to go back and apologize because I do sometimes I do like lose my cl- cool and and might say, you know, yell, stop it instead of handling the situation the way I really, really want to, if it were, if I were calm, like I'd be able to walk through that and talk through that much easier than if I'm overstimulated. Definitely. Then you feel like a bad mom. Then you have the mom guilt that piles on. <laughs> but we all experience it. Yep. Exactly. It's normal. And you only have to be on, what was it? 20% of the time? Yeah. God, that was <laughs> yeah, so validating. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, she said, that, like, I was not day. expecting that number. When that number came out of her mouth, I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay, breath of fresh air. Breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, yeah, for me, like, the big thing is for being overstimulated is, like, touch and, like, tactile stuff. Like, uh, like not only, like, with breastfeeding and then, like, Shane touching me or whatever, but even, like, personal space. Like, if people get too close to me or um, another, like, tactile thing is, like, sand, like, I love the beach and I love sand, but I hate when it like gets into my house and I step in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there have been many a days where I end up like, sw- I should probably sweep more often, but like the thing that brings me to sweeping is stepping in a pile of like some sand or dirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like gonna about to lose it. So sometimes I have to walk around with like socks because if anything, like <laughs> if I don't feel like sweeping, <laughs> I oh. need to walk around in socks. Sorry, I just thought of this when you said wearing socks. Because you literally said wearing socks around your house. And I was like, I could never. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to do it, but it's better. And like now that I'm thinking about it, when I was a kid, I had to wear my socks inside out because I couldn't stand the seam on my toes. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Like, so like the second I'm I'm I like, come wow, home. There's a lot of tactile stuff. Socks have to come off. If I if my feet didn't smell so bad, TM or <laughs> What FYI TMI whatever um, TMI uh, you're right <laughs> for your information I might smell, feet smell. <laughs> I have really sweaty palms and feet but <laughs> if my feet didn't smell so bad I would never wear socks in my shoes but in your shoes oh that's a tactile thing for me no socks in shoes yes oh yeah that's gross if Ugh, I could live like my sneakers. life that way Ugh. that's just how it would be oh god that's so irritating see like we all have different <laughs> quirks I like want to vomit at the thought of that. <laughs> Well, I was talking about, I asked, before we started recording, I asked Mandy if this was an overstimulation thing or if this is weird, but I can't stand dirty hands touching paper, which as a teacher has been something I've had to get over. (laughs) But like... Mm -hmm. Oh, that was one of my questions. Okay. So I think that I am not as auditory or my threshold for auditory is higher because I grew up in a loud household. Like, is that, like, can you become, like, kind of desensitized? Or, like, does your childhood, I wonder, like, form 
Yeah, like I feel like I can tolerate like louder things. And I'm not gonna lie, sometimes things get like loud and annoying, and I have to be like, ah, like turn everything off. But like, I feel like because I grew up in like a house loud, crazy household, that maybe my threshold is a little bit higher, and I can tolerate more. Right? Is that it natural, sense? or is it kind of be like you yeah. were just saying, Megan, that you had to get used to seeing kids with dirty hands? I'm like, still not. Right I'm still not. I have learned to look away and just run away if they <laughs> I mean I think so I think that makes sense because if we're working like with a child who has a certain threshold then especially like tactile comes to mind like I've had students who gag when they wash their hands because like the mm-hmm. texture of the water Aww. just feel like water um and so we work on desensitizing that so you're working on like increasing the threshold um the point is sense. that you have to kind of keep up with it so but, I mean, I'm sure you've just been surrounded by loudness forever. So then you'd keep up with, like, <laughs> yeah, the, just... the, the auditory piece of it. But, like, tactile things like that. Yeah. You'd want, like, if you just stopped introducing them to different textures and then expect them to jump, be able to jump back in, that, that threshold's going to go back down. But I think that So makes... do you think they still have the same threshold, but they can tolerate it more? Like, I feel like a lot of the times you have to, like, tolerate and, like, hold things in. So your threshold might be, you know, still the same but you just learn how to deal with it better yeah because i don't think you're ever going to like enjoy it so say you did like you did have a lower auditory threshold like you may not enjoy the noise but it may not set you over the edge like maybe you're probably going to learn some better coping strategies of leaving the room at certain points or uh, just sitting in certain spots of the room that maybe not next to the person who's the loudest (laughs) or whatever um to kind of accommodate for those things but you can definitely work to like desensitize in some areas but it's still like not gonna quote unquote like fix that or like make a huge difference but i think it may plays a part if you grew up in a certain environment that's i think gonna have a huge impact i would think don't quote me on that one um so we put up a like question box on instagram to hear from all of our listeners what things kind of overstimulate them um, so we have one person said monotone noise. So like the bathroom fan, the air conditioner and her husband's drone. <laughs> so it sounds like that. You know what? I totally like relate that. to that. Like sometimes that like background. Yeah. Sometimes that background noise, but interesting because, because a lot of people that's really calming and like we use white noise like to sleep. our children yeah. to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, like Shane can't sleep without a fan, so that's mm-hmm. interesting. But sometimes, sometimes it does like dig right under. Like, okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, this person had two co- that were kind of related. So, like, random bickering between kids, and then mom, 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 mom. <laughs> Which I'm sure because the kids probably keep yelling louder and louder mm-hmm. when you hit your threshold. And I think at that point too, you're just also like annoyed. Like mm-hmm. once. Like if you, if the bickering annoys you and then the noise of it tips you over. So that's kind of related yeah. back to that, like that stress piece. That's true. We had quite a few people put in like chewing, which yes, I am. Called... What's it called? Misophonia. Misophonia. Yeah, I definitely am. What does it bother me that much? It doesn't bother me that much either, except for uh. the only t- like – Sometimes when Phil does it. I was actually just going to say, sometimes Ryan. I'm already annoyed with him. That's a husband thing. Yeah, I think that's just. But I usually usually don't mind at all. 
Yeah, I don't like chewing. And that also reminds me of like your animal licking themselves. Like I cannot oh, stand listening yeah, to. Gross. Okay, well, that's just gross. <laughs> they sound the same to me. They sound the same. It's like. Interesting. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it for people. <laughs> um, so we had quite a few uh, people who said that. A uh, few people said like multiple sounds all at once. So mm. like say like the TV's on, music's on, toys playing in the background, like all at the same time. That's me. Um, yeah, noisy toys. Ugh. Especially ones that just repeat themselves yeah. over and over again. <laughs> See that I can zone that right out. Um, then I'm singing it for the I rest of the day. <laughs> I feel like I can zone out just a lot of like background noise because I've worked with a lot of kids who have like vocal stereotypy or stimming, mm-hmm. so they like make the same sounds like over and over and over again. So plus, you probably doesn't bother me. Have like a higher threshold for, and I think it, yeah. it depends on like your environment as well too. Because um, I had mentioned that I overstimulate pretty easy with auditory noise, and then my coworker. Because, I mean, I work with students with autism who yeah. are very noisy. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, I'm so, like, does that bother you? And I was like, no, they don't bother me at all. Like, that doesn't tick me over at all. Maybe it's because huh. I'm not ever really, like, super stressed out when I'm working yeah. with yeah. them at work, too. It could be. It's interesting. But, like, and it's, like, I don't feel, like, the pressure on me of, like, I'm supposed to be controlling right, this. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if it were to be my own home environment. But, anyways, just throw that out there. Go ahead. Those of you who can't deal with multiple sounds at once would hate living with Shane because he <laughs> will play a video game and have either a podcast or music or a YouTube video playing on his phone next to him. Oh my God. Phil plays those things so loud. He'll play yeah. TikTok so fucking loud. And I'm like, I can't hear my own TikTok over your TikTok. But at the same Relax. time, like I don't understand how he is yeah. listening to information from his phone and playing a video game at the same time and having the noise from that like it doesn't bother me a ton I just think it's odd (laughs) honestly sometimes Ryan is just so loud like just as a person (laughs) that that's like the there's like the toy going on and then there's maybe I don't know like something cooking and meadow barking and then Ryan has to start singing and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) So he definitely does not have – he has a high auditory threshold. I – holy moly. Um, let's see. Oh, somebody else also said sand on the floor from wearing shoes inside. Yeah, um, I hate that too. No, the worst is like if you're wearing socks, which this would never happen to Megan, and you like step in something wet. <gasps> yes. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty torturous. Yeah. Nope, I just wipe um, my foot off and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gonna break my strap. <laughs> um, this person said, when people talk to me while I'm driving, that's my time to be in my head. Which I can't imagine being in a car in silence. <laughs> people talking to me while my daughter is crying slash upset, talking and crying combo are too much. I get that. Yeah. But for me, that's more of like, I can't, I can't focus if you're like talking to me and I'm trying to like soothe my daughter. Yeah. It's not so much like, or like, I don't know if this is overstimulation, but like if someone's trying to like thinking they're helping you soothe them and you're like, if you just stop talking and just mm-hmm. let me do it, mm-hmm. like I think it would be over yeah. faster, but I think I that's like just that like unsolicited advice or whatever or not. <laughs> Yeah, not, not yeah. over simulation. 
Well, then I am like too busy focusing on all this thing coming at me where Isla's crying or run and somebody else is trying to talk to me. And then I'm not, again, using being able to like sit there and think about, okay, how do I want to like fix the problem? Right. Because mm-hmm. I just have too much coming at me. Yeah, yeah. very true. This is the first per- – one person, and I'm surprised you didn't get this more, said clutter or mess. That, yes. Would yeah, that I'm be like a visual – Yes. That's is that like, like a visual type of overstimulation? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that – I think that relates a lot to Megan. I thought of that when you were saying like the fire drill, then all of a sudden everyone's running in the hallway yeah. freaking out. Like that's like so much overstimulation, but not just auditory, but like visual too because there's so many people. And also like you have tactile because you're bumping into everybody too. But yeah, like yeah. clutter, crowded places, crowded spaces. I'm the same way with clutter. I can't stand clutter. Ryan is definitely a clutter person. Whereas if you've ever seen my car he- – <laughs> Wait, he, he he's a clutter person as in like he oh, likes like clutter? Oh, like he can't handle he it. He cannot. That's oh, when okay. he is – he will just be like, I'm so stressed if like things are just like – if there's mm-hmm. stuff on the table or something. He's just like, I feel awful and like – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. I get that though because I – not that like – I don't like see it and I'm like, oh god, I, I hate this and you do something about it. But – um when it is clean i'm like god i feel so at peace <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so i, I um, understand that one but i'm surprised we didn't get more more of it yeah that. i'm surprised because i feel like that's a popular one let's see lots of people said their toddlers whining which we talked about i'm try. i think oh people talking when other people are trying to talk which i but to me, that I don't know if it's an overstimulation thing or I just can't stand rude people. Like, I hate mm-hmm. when I'm trying to listen to somebody, like, speak or present and then there's people, mm-hmm. like, whispering in the back. But I don't know if that's, a, like, sensory thing or, like, you're just being fucking rude. <laughs> well, I think it's, like, one thing the, for me, it's definitely the rude thing. But also, I can't focus on what I'm trying to focus on if there's yeah, other people talking. I can't talking. them out. And yeah. I get, like... Yeah. I escalate. I'm just like I get stressed out, like just in my seat, like when people are doing that. And I also, speaking of school starting, mm-hmm. that's like one of my things that I in my like syllabus where I'm like, look, my biggest pet peeve is if you're trying to talk when I'm trying to talk, or you're trying to talk and someone else is trying to talk. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can handle a lot, but I can't handle that. Like I can honestly mm-hmm. handle like a lot of talking, like if they're doing like group work, but. I can't handle, like, multiple people trying to say, like, speak out loud. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's most of, like, the most common ones I saw. There was a few people who I, I see the word driving pop up a few times. So it seems like people are stressed when they're driving, so they have they hit their threshold faster. Are they hitting? Because a lot of them are, like, auditory stuff plus driving. But do you get visually overstimulated when you're driving, I wonder? Like, is that a you thing? You can. Mm. And also, if you are somebody who does have a low vestibular threshold, then driving is going to make oh. you, like, those are people who get car sick and motion sick. Okay. So if that's already okay. tricky for you, then it's going to be hard to have other stuff going on in the car. Interesting. As well. And that's, yeah. so I cannot do, like, if you've been to Disney in the last, like, 10 years, I have, like, the 4D rides oh, yeah. where it's, like, you're moving and then there's a screen screen that's also like going and it's in 3d i i went on one at um in harry potter world and i had to close my eyes the whole time because i was Uh, gonna puke everywhere it was awful 
So I bet that's like a, I feel like that's like a visual thing. And like you said, vestibular, like a, a mix of like both. Um, yeah, those, those rides are. Also, your thresholds do change as you get okay. older. So that's why you're probably going to notice that if you do go to Disney World, like I guarantee you if you rode that ride, I mean, maybe not because it depends. I mean, there are kids who get motion sickness. But for me, if I rode that ride when I was 12 years old, I would have zero problems. But mm. now that I go and ride it when I'm 30, it's going to make me feel nauseous. So yeah. your, your thresholds are going to change as you get older too. Like speaking of driving, I used to be able to read in the car. And now just the thought of doing that is like yeah no i can't sick but if you, it I, makes sense because like when i think of kids um who are seeking a ton of movement and vestibular input i mean kids are just by nature way more active than we are as adults and they're getting so much more and they're meeting that threshold because they're so active and as we get older we sadly just become more sedentary <laughs> and uh, that threshold goes down, but we don't need to, we don't need to be running and climbing and yeah. flipping and rolling down mm-hmm. hills and stuff like you do when you're a kid. Those things are so important when you're a kid, like let your kids run down hills and let your kids play in sandboxes because it keeps them from being super sensitive to that kind of input. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause at that point, that's like when you're get those sensory um, areas are like forming and, and like, it's like when you're like, when you're a kid, you're still growing. So like those sensory areas kind of are still growing. Like you're still sort of training them per se. Mm-hmm. They haven't been pruned. You can cut yeah. that out. That's a neuroscience. <laughs> and my neuroscience term. Um, that makes sense though, because I can't barely even swing these days. Sometimes yes. I have motion sickness when I swing. And it's so depressing because I love swinging. And <laughs> I did it and I was like, if I'm not like looking straight on, like forward, I feel sick. <laughs> we went to the park with Ali the other day, and I sw- like went on the swing, and I like went really high, and I was like, I am so dizzy and like sick. <laughs> I need to get off. <laughs> it was so sad. Oh yeah, when we went to Storyland, I could only do the carousel once. <laughs> I was like, Have fun, Shane. You can take Shay on the horses again. I I literally I couldn't do it. <laughs> so depressing i feel like i'm missing out on all the fun stuff now i feel like i learned a lot and i feel like now i have things to recognize when i do feel overstimulated the big takeaway is like if you actually stop like listen to this episode just stop and kind of think about your own response and like what you get a little bit pushed over the edge with then you can kind of prepare for certain things that you know are probably going to make you like if you're if you're having a really stressful day like maybe i'm not gonna do a b and c because it's going to push me over the edge it's like filling your cup doing those yeah. like micro self-care things in in like a mental health emotional way but also in like a sensory way and i also think like another part like take home message is like it's normal to be overstimulated with your kids and to sometimes mm-hmm. snap and like like I said earlier in the episode, like as parents, you can't, most people can kind of escape or leave the overstimulation scenario where sometimes the overstimulation scenario is your kid and you can't yeah. really leave them. So, and I think on the other side of that is that realizing that your kids are going to get overstimulated too. Yes. And so mm-hmm. kind of. And That's it, it well, it might be different things than you get overstimulated with, and you have to kind of like mm-hmm. work with that. Mm-hmm. Or your husband or partner, true, true. you have to be aware of what's going to kind of set them over too. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, you guys, Mandy, you wouldn't be able to be married to Shane because 
Also, when he's cooking, he has the oven fan thing on high, which is so loud. He has podcasts playing in the background, and he's like, has the sink running, and like, it's it's very loud. It's and- making me stressed out just thinking about it. <laughs> Sometimes it's a it gets me to my like sound threshold. So, um, you know, I think that's an important thing to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. That's true because. I, I think this episode we were thinking about, you know, learning about yourself and thinking about yourself, but also don't forget that everybody around you is also a human being and mm-hmm. they all have their mm-hmm. own things too, and especially our children. Um, and so maybe helps us empathize a little bit more when they are having a tricky time. Yeah, for sure. Like today, I, I let the beach. She was so, <laughs> so overwhelmed with all oh. the things going on. And so even though her screaming at one point, like I was like, ah, but that I could like stop and reset and remind myself that she is just so scared and so overstimulated and I just need to be her safe spot right now. So, but yeah, Yeah. but I was a little stressed out because the old couple were glaring at me, even though though it's a public place. Anyways, I digress. Not to like take the kid thing too far, but I think, I feel like it's almost easier to see and accept overstimulation in kids, Mm -hmm. at least from my perspective. Like, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, Shay was overstimulated because we, went to the store and then we went and visited family and then we like did a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I hear that often with kids, yeah, but not sure. as much for adults. So it's important just to think of it in all areas and for all people. Yeah, definitely. And also if you see somebody out in public who has noise reducing headphones or I guess you, I don't often see like weighted vests, but people have interesting sensory tools. Just know that they're regulating their sensory system. <laughs> and they're Oh, yes. Weird. The weighted vesting reminds me of that's why weighted blankets are a huge trend right now is because that's mm. proprioceptive input. It's basically giving your body this giant reminder that of where it is in space and that it's safe and that you're not like going to float away. It makes you feel grounded. That's why they're such a big thing. Yeah. And that's why you see kids wear weighted, wearing weighted vests. I, weighted yeah. blankets are nice. I actually, you just said that and I forgot that I have one in my closet. Maybe it I'll go. It clocks yeah. me out. Like if I fall yeah. asleep with a weighted blanket on, I'm like, I wake up three days later. Yeah. It's very <laughs> relaxing. Um, have you ever tried, this is kind of, I will on topic. Has, have either of you ever tried a sensory deprivation tank or like the floating? Oh, I want to. I want to so bad. I want to, but I have to do it with a thing open because I can't yeah. do small spaces. <laughs> and I probably would have like, because you well, can turn the, I think there's lights. So I would need the oh. lights because I don't like the dark, but. Yeah, you can like adjust the lights or sound or, and you can keep the door open or whatever. But I know it's supposed to like deprive you of all your senses, but could you, could that work the opposite for people? Like, could that be, I don't know, like, could you hit a threshold in there even though it's supposed like it's too to like, low like not enough sensory well, or if you're, if you're somebody who is a big sensory seeker if your threshold is high and like to to be in that happy place that's when you see sensory seeking so like that's when you okay. see the kids who are really rough mm-hmm. and I say kids just because that's what pops in my yeah. mind with my job but like who are really rough who like slam doors and push chairs but not because they're mad but because that they it don't just... know like how to use their right amount of pressure they're seeking input so if that's another like to get to your threshold you need more and more and more heavy input to get to that happy okay. spot so you're just taking some of that happy taking okay. some of that input away so you're getting them actually further from that happy spot okay if that I'm makes sense curious. but it's also really common like i would really it was great I when it I went in it. It was amazing. But I just didn't know if it could work the opposite too. 
when I first heard of them, it, it kind of creeped me out a little bit because the thought of just like having no sensory input makes me just makes like, me panic a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then like, I honestly think it's more relaxation than it is like totally depriving, like taking all away your sensory input. But. You're like bones and muscles just feel good because it feels like you're not <laughs> doing anything. So it's just like, oh. It just gives your body a break. Yeah. But then for those people who like need that reassurance of where their body is in space, I could see why that would just be more anxiety. Yeah. That might that's be what, yeah. I feel like that would give me a little, it could give me anxiety potentially. I think it, I just, it, yeah. Cause you really can't feel your body if that makes sense. Does it feel like you're floating? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And then you can't, like, I was just, like, experimenting because I was like, this is so weird and tried to, like, stand up and I couldn't. Like, there's a specific way you have to stand up. So you can't, like, push yourself up on your arms. They feel like it's, like, because it's, like, all the, I don't know, you can't. But you can, like, like stand up, like, put yourself up, like, hold on to the side and, like, stand up. But you can't, like, go in and out of the water. If that makes sense. Because you really huh. are floating. There's so much like, what is it? Salt? I don't know. I'm There's assuming salt. So much in it. That, yeah. Like you can't like so. go in and out of the water, and your head floats too. So they give you like a mm-hmm. pillow to like, so that you're not scared, but you don't really need it because <laughs> mm-hmm. your head will float too. I don't know. It's a. I would suggest to anybody, but I just I just thought that would be something to bring up. I, it was a cool experience, but I just wonder. If everyone would find it relaxing. I don't know. Good point, Megan. I like that. All right. So good conversation as always. I'd love to hear. Well, we heard a little bit about um, people's thresholds, I guess. Um, But feel free to share on Instagram if you're just now listening and you want to go back and comment your experience. Um, Well, I haven't thought of some new things that I didn't think about what overstimulating or like sensory stuff but i thought about it today so cool yeah yeah um and this will be my last episode for a little bit uh so i will not talk to you guys next week um but megan and mandy will be here for you guys as always, rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at moms.after.bedtime. Um, we are doing monthly birth stories. So if you want to share your birth story, reach out to us. Our email is in the show notes, or you can DM us on Instagram. And yeah, we'll miss you. We'll miss you, and we're proud of you. And we hope that your threshold does not get <laughs> We love you. thanks i love you guys i love the i think the saddest part about this all is like i mean i I, I, it's like you i keep thinking it's like you guys go i'm like going on a mini maternity leave i was Um, actually thinking that like we i mean grin we were had newborns it was different in a sense but like we got up to take little breaks from the podcast yeah so so it's your turn and you haven't yeah like i said sabbatical (laughs) that's when you like go you're learning sabbatical sabbatical i like that but i'm gonna miss uh you guys i'm not gonna miss you guys as much because i talked to you i'm gonna miss like the community um so you know yeah but i'll i'll be back so yeah thanks and megan and mandy will talk to you all next week (laughs) 
Bye. Bye.